The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything that you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads, ensure that you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drive so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. I've been so pumped to take a couple of friends with our road bikes to some of the trails nearby, and now I can bring the entire crew, my dog, and all of our gear with that third row. Learn more about the new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. On this episode of the Heat Check, the 2021-2022 season is a wrap. Uh, the least predictable thing happened as Steph wins finals MVP. Draymond Green bounces back. Jason Tatum can't make a shot. And the Warriors close it on the road just like Steve Kerr, Draymond Green, Clay Thompson, and Steph Curry said they would. Woo! We got a new champion, Brock. And like I said, they're not champions until they're champions. And now they're not not champions until they're not not champions. tell you who's doing sneakers the best in the game right now that's new balance the two-way v4 featuring this groundbreaking use of technology with fresh foam it's called fuel cell creating this combination that we love of rebound and cushioning fresh foam offers unparalleled cushioning for maximum comfort your entire game from start to finish the upper construction features this lightweight textile that reduces weight, which we all need, I know I do, while remaining supportive and breathable. Hard to find that combo. The two-way V4 gives you the tools that you need to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way V4 at newbalance.com. So, ladies and gentlemen, the Golden State Warriors are your 2021-2022 NBA champions. Let that sink in. Uh, The team that was slated to finish ninth in the West, the team that John Hollinger had as winning 38 games this year, I went back and looked. They are your current champions. I don't know if you can tell, but I couldn't be happier. I love this for them. Underdog story. Dynasty that uh, no one ever thought would happen. From the very beginning, unlike other media talking heads like John Hollinger, I never had a question about this Warriors team. I knew that they could be great. I saw the potential in... This team from the very beginning. I just knew it would take a little push to get them there. How I got there is irrelevant. How they flourished and lived up to this potential that was driven by hate. Not even mattering one bit. The potential came out based on that little video that I did. 
Andy Lou, like I said before many times, that the Warriors should start 9-1. and one. I made a little funny video for Andy that happened to go viral that caused this Warriors team to be locked in from the very start. And someone said to me last night, it wasn't you, it was Andy Lou who made this happen. And I said, this doesn't happen without the video to the tweet. It doesn't happen without the reaction to Andy Lou. This isn't something without me making it something. And they said, you're right. You're right. Fair enough. And our cleaning lady is here right on cue. Inspiration. Actually, 30 minutes behind. Inspiration, motivation, hate, (laughs) desire to prove some dumb chick on the internet wrong call it whatever you want but there is a reason that this video that is quite banal like pretty standard won't go nine and one not really like a crazy take i don't know like the fact that it went super viral tells you everything that you need to know there are two dozen warriors reddit threads about that video i looked it up today it ended up on the nbc bay area as well as every major market, medium outlet in Southern and Northern California. I even told, was told that Steph saw the video, put up 50-piece in that 10th win, in that 10th, 10th game, that 9th win. But let's not act like there weren't legit questions from others, not from me, but legit questions from others before the season. Some people that were playing the game had those same questions. Lots of people thought, would Clay be the same? Would he be the same killer on both ends of the court? Or would he get cooked by random G League players? <laughs> Let's play the video from Clay. Play I'm the tape from Clay. See what he has in, to say. Which has been three years now. Um, was there ever any doubt for you, A, that you would be able to come back the player that you have come back, and B, that we, we would be able to do this again once you came back? Oh, yeah. I doubted, man, every day. I remember guarding LB in September, and I could not stay in front of this man. Even Will Sheehy, who <laughs> never played in the league. I was getting busted by him, everybody. I was just the weak link out there, and I'm just like, man, I swear I used to be a great defender. I swear I used to be a great shooter. And then Rick Celebrity would tell me every day, like, Clay, it's going to be up and down, but once you – we just need clay for the playoffs and that's all it's going to take. And I was like, okay, Rick, whatever you say. <laughs> so I had so many doubts. Once I saw you two on the floor with Steph and the talent we had around us, I knew it was a wrap. Like no one can mess with us. Even clay had doubts. There were some people who thought Draymond and his back injury would keep him from being effective in the playoffs. They were wondering what the hell is wrong with Draymond? What happened to Draymond? Is there a clone in Draymond's place? Even his mom tweeted that out. Please stop asking me what's wrong with Dre. I don't know. Maybe this is a clone, all caps. Laughing my butt off, all caps. Where is the Draymond that helped us get here? I've never seen this either. Some people thought Andrew Wiggins was soft and didn't have the backbone to contribute to a winning team. Or even the mentality to lock in in high-pressure moments and show up. Some people thought the Warriors should get a center or a big piece to compete of the big men in the East, like Embiid, like Giannis, like Bam Adebayo. 
Some people doubted if Steph could put a team on his back when it mattered. Hence the reason he had no finals MVPs. Some said Steph would have never won a title without Kevin Durant if he was playing a fully healthy Cavs team. Some people thought Kaminga and Moody should have been flipped for a big or for a splashy free agent. I do believe Draymond Green was one of those people. Some people thought that James Wiseman looked like a deer in headlights and was a liability on the floor and that this team would be better off statistically without him. Not me. Not me. Never me. I was a believer. I was a devout warrior in from the beginning. Give me my holy Bible of warriors doctrine and I read it every night before I go to bed with a warm glass of milk listening to Draymond Green's podcast. Nope, not me. So much show. So I didn't even want to jinx them by putting money on them. You know what I mean? Think of me as a good soldier for everything that the Warriors do. Because what, what motivates the Warriors more than hate? Nothing. Not a goddamn thing. Steph Curry, Petty King. Clay Thompson, Petty King. Draymond Green, Petty King. Do you think words of adoration get them going? Lace their shoes up tight? Lock in? Hell no. What makes them lock in? Suck. They should. <laughs> that's, that's what motivates them. It's called tough love. And as Clay said, all they do is shoot threes and win championships. It takes a little hate to get them there. And guess what? That's what they did. They went out and they shot a lot of threes and they won another chip again. Steph, Clay, Dre, Iguodala, four championships, a dynasty. And then before you say, hey, what did, what did Iguodala do to help this team? Dre even said to Iguodala on his podcast this morning, he said, I didn't think it was possible that Iguodala could be more impactful than he was in the year that he was finals MVP and also an offensive and defensive force in not only the full playoffs but the finals against LeBron James. But he actually said Andre's contributions, not playing basketball, even though it was an ego shot, were even greater contributions that he had when he won finals MVP. The only question remains, are the Warriors one dynasty or two? Even after the win, my favorite part was Clay Thompson. Good dude, Clay. Steph calls himself the Petty King, but Clay Thompson really the Petty King. He uh, what we got in his post game presser was art, and also made me go, "Damn, let's let's play that clip." Regular season, so this was a collective effort, and strength in numbers is alive and well. I can't wait. There was this one player on the Grizzlies who tweeted strength in numbers after they beat us in the regular season, and it. Pissed me off so much. I can't wait to retweet that thing. Freaking bum. That, I had to watch that. I'm just like, this freaking clown. Okay. 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 Sorry. That memory just popped up. You're going to mock us? Like, you ain't ever been there before, bro. We've been there. We know what it takes. So to be here again. He, they tried to get questions. Pause. They tried to get questions off to him to get him off, which they shouldn't. That's the number one goal of media. Little rule for those who do this. When they're speaking and they haven't completed the thought yet, even if it looks like they have, just keep, just keep silent. 
because they might say more. And what they say is probably going to be better than the thing that they just said before because their brain's still going and they're processing and they're getting more and more unfiltered as they get their takes off and they're getting comfortable. Just do that. Like, for example, that little back and forth between me and Draymond Green where I said, what was that scuffle between you and Drake? And he goes, do you have a basketball question? Do you know how hard it was for me to sit in the silence and not say no? (laughs) Or not follow up on that? I just sat there and we stared at each other for one 1,000, two 1,000, three 1,000, until he answered. That's what they should have done with Clay. Strength in numbers is alive and well. There was a Memphis Grizzlies player after a random win in March, March 29th. Jaron Jackson Jr. tweeted strength in numbers after they beat the Warriors in a random March regular season game. And Clay Thompson, almost three months later, at the podium with his hat on and his championship trophy, said, what a clown. You bum. One more time. (laughs) I can't wait. There was this one player on the Grizzlies who tweeted strength in numbers after they beat us in the previous season, and it pissed me off so much. (laughs) I can't wait to retweet that thing. Freaking bum. Freaking Uh, bum? I had to watch that. I'm just like, this freaking clown. This freaking clown? Okay. Okay. Sorry. That memory just popped up. Okay, okay. Yeah, I'm going to show you what time it is. Clay's not even playing basketball. Well, no, I think he came back at that point, but he was not himself at that moment. And the Warriors looked done. No Draymond Green. They looked strugs. I think they beat him by a lot, too. Oh, yes, this was the uh, this was during the March Madness when they beat him without Jaw. They beat him without Steven Adams, and he's like, okay. strength in Sorry. numbers. That memory just popped up. You're going to mock us? Like, you ain't ever been there before, bro. We've been there. We know what it takes. So to be here again, hold that. Hold that, he says. Oh, I love Clay Thompson so much. Oh, no, Jared Jackson. You better delete your account after that. You got you to gotta delete Twitter after that, my guy. That was national television. That was 20, 30, 40 million people who saw you get absolutely cooked by one of the nicest guys in the league. He called you a bum and a clown in 10 seconds. And hold that. What What is it that you're supposed to hold? Think about that. Think about that. What are you? What is it that Jaron Jackson's supposed to be holding? Is it the L? Or is it, I don't know. I don't know. Is it my pocket? I'm not sure. I'm not sure, but it's not good. I'll just say that. Golden State uh, winning has Draymond Green now saying, Welcome back to the Warriors Invitational which is now called the finals. The finals are now the Warriors Invitational. We welcome you in. We bring someone in. It's ours every time now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. <sighs> now we have to take a peek into the locker room of the Boston Celtics. I tell you what, this is not in the script, but there is nothing sadder than watching the away team pop champagne 
in the other opponent's arena and then taking a look into the locker room of the opponent. I did that. Toronto beat Golden State in Golden State. And I tell you what, there's nothing sadder. It's like, whoa, you're in your own crib. They're literally spraying champagne all over your they're, they're reckless with it. They're loud. They're try- Your locker rooms are near one another. Yours are bootsy-ass. Yours are the good locker rooms. They're in the bootsy-ass locker rooms. They're destroying. <laughs> yelling. Golden State saying, Draymond Green to mock you. It's just a bad situation. Um, and I, I think everyone besides Al Horford and Robert Williams are to blame for this loss. But no one is taking it harder. No one is getting beat up by the media more than Jason Tatum. Tatum, awesome in the playoffs. Really, really good. Be putting himself into the pantheon of maybe top five players right now in the NBA. And then he gets to the finals and he just he just deflates like a little like a little blow up doll. It was bad. He couldn't take care of the rocket all this postseason, which is why he became the first player in NBA history. First player in NBA history to turn the ball over a hundred times in a playoff run. That is a load. Although he averaged 22-7-7, and that's pretty good. The stats don't really tell the story. In addition to averaging four turnovers per game, how come I didn't take that prop on BetMGM? He simply just could not make a layup or a two to save his life. These are numbers around the rim and in the mid-range. Let me just go through them for you. Two for 12. Two for 10, six for 14, four for 15, five for 11, five for 14. The man shot almost 50% from three and 30% from two. Let me ask you this. Is it harder to shoot a two than it is a three? Because Jason Tatum would have you believe that it is. And this is so much worse than the turnovers. What you consider a fair number of these were from close range. Smoking layup after layup. Keep in mind, he shot 53% from inside and mid-range this season. What a drop-off. So you're talking about, like, literally a 50% decline in, in percentage. That's ridiculous. He also shot a 64, a pathetic 64% from the charity stripe in this series. A full 20%, 20 points lower than his season average. 84% free throw shooter normally, 64% free throw shooter in the finals why how what is wrong with Tatum he must be injured these cannot be Jason Tatum numbers I think probably in like 10 days maybe five days we're gonna get a a think piece written by like Jackie McMullen about what went wrong with Jason Tatum he had a separated shoulder or a a lat or a trap impingement he didn't have full uh, mobility in his right or left arm That happened starting in the Miami series, and he played through it like the warrior that he is. Otherwise, there is no other explanation. People are cooking him, like that Tatum uh, Kobe tweet uh, text message exchange that they were supposedly, where he sent Kobe the tweet, I got you. And there's now just like meme after meme after meme being like, don't text me ever again. (laughs) (laughs) That's so fucked. Here's the thing, though. The team should probably be very proud of the way that they got to this finals considering that they were 50%, below 50% in January, 25 and 26, and you go to the finals. You should feel really proud about that. 
well over half the season, they were a 500 team. They were up 2-1 on the Warriors. This team has, moving forward, not only a lot to be proud of, but a lot of questions to answer. Are they going to get a fucking point guard or what? Like, they, it, it worked, but it didn't. Like, are they going to do it? Especially this new Marcus Smart reverted all back to the old Marcus Smart. When the lights got bright, he's chucking and chucking and chucking. And it's like, this is why we didn't like you, Marcus Smart, because you shot four for 17 from three. Like, what? You should not be shooting more than six threes a game. And that's generous. Tatum, he couldn't buy a mid-range. He had no shot clock or game awareness. And like Tatum, he couldn't protect the ball either. He averaged the exact same amount of turnovers as Jason Tatum in the last five games of the finals. How much? He was injured too, right? He, nobody talked about that in the finals, but he was missing games in the Heat series with a swollen knee, a hurt foot. I don't know. He never, he never didn't play in that. He didn't miss a game in the Warrior series. But we know he was banged up too, just like Robert Williams. They were a hospital wing at the end. Let's be honest, uh, Jalen Brown, too. Tiime Yudoka, I am so proud of what you did. Like, I joke a lot, but to get a guy from his humble beginnings and wasn't really even in the league, and from my hometown, he grew up, Less than a mile and a half from me, just the neighborhood over from me in Kenton, Kenton Park. He's a North Portland guy. I'm on the edge of North, North, Northeast Portland. And for him to bring his friends from back home, and I said to Aaron, you know, make these boys dogs. And for him to make them dogs, for the most part, in, you know, less than a full season, I get kind of. I don't know, I get kind of choked up about it. Like, that's not a lot of people come out of Northeast Portland and do that. So, Ime, you're like, you're the guy. Like, you did what Brad Stevens never could do. And so, to me, you're the coach of the year. To me, you're one of the best in the business. And I wish you had a head coaching job a lot earlier than you did. So, everything happens for a reason. I'm happy it's Boston. I'm happy you're in the spot that you're in. But, like, you deserve it. You do. And uh, I think he's going to probably make some changes. I think he's going to figure out some roster moves, figure out a way to get a secondary ball handler if you're in a spot where, you know, Golden State can switch everything just like Boston can. And when that happens, you're putting the ball into the wrong people's hands. And now you've got Jason Tatum handling the ball and Jalen Brown handling the ball, Marcus Smart doing a lot of playmaking, and they just can't. So I think that they need to find somebody else even if he comes off the bench like Tyus Jones. I know Tyus Jones wants to start, but Tyus Jones would be awesome. He's got the lowest turnover, uh, assist to turnover ratio, like the best turnover to assist ratio in the league. He would be perfect. Could you imagine Ime Udoka deciding we're going to put Tyus Jones in instead of Marcus Smart and just see what happens at the end of games just for third quarters in the playoffs? I mean, just take care of the rock. That's your one, you're just, that's your one job. Take care of the rock, shoot some threes, play make, whether he stays in Memphis, I don't know, but he would be a perfect piece. And you could make the argument that Boston should have been up 3-1 in this series. Whether they could have kept Golden State from winning three straight, I don't know. The Warriors kept getting better, and Boston kept getting worse, truthfully. The, really chance, the only chance they really had 
was to go up early and to try to sneak one out, just a squeak win. It felt like they never had a chance, though. Even when they were up 2-1, as soon as that Steph game happened, it was a seminal moment. Game four, Steph performance where he put up over 40. You were like, it's a wrap. It's a wrap. I don't know what Steph's going to do next. He went 0 for 9. They still won that game. What is, I mean, it was just, it was just wild. The, the Warriors also, they, Boston, like I said, couldn't protect the ball. They had poor shot selection. They ran into a three-headed buzzsaw of Steph, Clay, and Wiggins, even Jordan Poole to a degree. Poole in game six was Steph Curry. Poole was like otherworldly in that first half. Ime Udoka says, it's a learning experience. We're going to grind away in the summer. We're going to improve. I think the part, biggest part for us is the IQ section. Uh-oh. Got to get smarter. <laughs> Got to get better. And you can say, like, oh, is that Robert Williams? Is that Time Lord who missed the team plane, like slept through the team plane? Robert Williams is the only guy that didn't turn the ball over. He's the only guy protecting the rock. is the big man down low with the bum knee. So it's not Robert Williams with the low IQ. I can tell you that. I can say if we, if we want to know who's playing low IQ basketball late in games, it, it rhymes with Larkus Fart. <laughs> Listen. Time is going to tell how they improve the IQ of this team, but they need to figure it out. I also think they need to go to, like, some ball handling clinic over the summer. You know, have, like, a, do the Kyrie Irving thing where they put the ball inside the plastic bag. Just do that over and over and over and over and over again because those handles were atrocious. Will they handle the pressure and not give a 21-0 run in the future? Time will tell. But for now, the Golden State Warriors are your – are your NBA champions. They are the defending champions now. They have been to the finals in every single year since 2015 that they've had Clay and Steph on the same roster healthy. Like Draymond said, like Clay ste- said, like Steph said, you don't want to see us next year. That's what they said last year when they got bounced in the playing game, and that was right. They proved to be right. They are not they were not champions until they were champions, and like I said, they are now not not champions until they are not not champions. God, I love basketball. I'm going to miss it. So on Monday, we're going to break down kind of the the 10 storylines, takeaways of what we got out of this season, surprises, things that we saw that ended up coming to fruition, where teams go from here. And then Wednesday and Friday, it will be very draft-focused. Uh, hopefully we'll get some good guests to break down what's going on, if there's going to be any trades, which players are doing well in the combine and team workouts, which ones are falling, <coughs> shade and sharp. And then post, post-draft analysis, team by team, who won, who won the draft, who lost it, uh, trades that happened on draft night, always an exciting thing. Remember, draft night last year was the Russell Westbrook trade. So I don't know if there's anything that's going to top that in terms of shockability, but uh, it's going to be one hell of a ride. So thank you for watching and listening all season long. It has flown by. That's all the time that we have. The season is over, and the busy season is now here. Uh, Free agency. We'll be back Monday with a new episode, wrapping everything up. Do not forget to download, subscribe, tell all your friends, every single one of them, and follow us on Heat Check, this Heat Check, and Trista Crick on TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram. Check out our new NBA show, Beyond the Arc, 
part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network, where you can find me, John Gonzalez, NBA insider Bill Ryder, and Ashley Nicole Moss, five days a week talking all things NBA. Whether you're looking for insightful discussions, upbeat commentary, breaking news, interviews, or coverage of all the biggest stories in the NBA, our new show is the place to be five days a week. Download and follow Beyond the Arc on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your favorite podcasts.